Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Chris Kirkwood Podcast. Today we have two very special guests. We have Tom Watson, the lead guitarist in Mike Watt and the Missing Men, and the former guitarist for the legendary art rock band Red Crayola. And alongside, we have his good friend Tiff Siegfrieds, gallerist, up-and-coming gallerist in Hollywood. She has artists like Gracie DeVito, Ulrich Wolf, and Zachary Lehner. We're going to talk about art. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about life. Let's join the conversation. Oh, I thought we were already you started. Should do. No, well, we kind of have. And we might just let it roll. This is a freewheeling um, so, version. But, but uh, we'd like to introduce <laughs> I am Bill Cody, <laughs> the producer of the Chris Kirkwood <laughs> Podcast. That's Chris making, <laughs> making noises over there. <laughs> and we are here with our two lovely guests. Camera, Emmer, 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 All right. Uh, Sorry, Dad. Tiff Siegfrieds. Ooh, that was a good pronunciation. I've oh. been working on it. Really of the tips I don't even think I've ever done it that good. Oh, and she is a gallerist and uh, has a fine gallery here in Hollywood. And we are along with her good friend Tom Watson. Thank and you. Uh, he won uh, uh, 13 majors yeah. and uh, four yeah. British Opens. Um, I no, forgot Tom, to congratulate Tom is, you. Uh, Tom is the guitar player in. Mike Watt and the Missing Men, and uh, makes He's art a and a great slovenly. The Red yeah. Crayola. Yeah. I'm yeah. Red Crayola. And, and Tom Watson. Uh, and this is a band called Toxic Shock too. Toxic Shock. Seventy nine. And this is the Chris Kirkwood podcast, and let's get going. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of the Chris Kirkwood podcast. Tom, Tiff, thank you for being guests on the show. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's nice to be here. That was a great one. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. All right, take it I was away, worried Bill. about that. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, you guys were just talking just fine a minute ago. I know, but then you stopped then to I start stopped. again. Yes. Oh goodness. Okay. Okay. So this is the bit. Okay. So this is cool. Here's the thing. Bill asked me to do this podcast. He thought it, this is Bill, Bill's idea, you know, and uh, and now we're at that point where like it, you go, okay. Is there m merit in talking about stuff? Is there merit in being in, in, at all? Okay. Well, so that's an important question exactly. to ask. I mean, and you know, and why art? So let's start uh, there. How do you guys know each other, Tiff and Tom? Well, actually, we met at an art gallery. Yeah. I think. Uh, we learned how to wallpaper a bathroom together. I was working uh, at a space where Tiff's was uh, uh, Tiff's. Tiff's work was going to be included, and so um, the particular piece required some uh, wallpapering construction. You know, effort. actually, I have to say that Keenan, who's sitting here also with us. Oh, we have Keenan here too. Yeah. Say hey, Keenan. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> Kenan, Nicely done. Keenan's studio bathroom is that same bathroom oh, that we made. Cool. Coincidentally, so it's still there. It's still there. Strong. What, what what was the bathroom? I mean, what's going on here? You explain. Oh, well, I was in an art show organized by a friend of both Tom and I's, George. I think George Bricari put the show together. And my part in the show was to, I mean, it w they didn't ask me to do this, but I thought to redecorate the bathroom. So we made the bathroom look like a bathroom maybe from a Midwestern childhood, the average Midwestern childhood. We wallpapered it. 
It was country style. Country style. Country style bathroom. Country style bathroom. And it's still on view in Keenan's studio. Wow. So if you can get to Keenan, you can you get can, to the bathroom. You can see the bathroom and yeah. it's still yeah. on display? Yeah, and it's glory. How long well, ago was that that you did this? A long time ago. I think it was could have been 10 years ago. Yeah. Easily. 10. 10. 10 years. So you guys have been pals since. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because Tom and I have known each other for a, a, a butt's age, right? I, I was trying to remember like how well, the first time, I, I mean, I saw you play before I actually met you, you know, so that must have been in 84 or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. At least. I, I saw you even at the earlier, palace here, I think. Some of us weren't even alive. Like Kurt, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt had blonde hair at this time, so it was like, I guess, Meat Puppets too. Okay. Something like that. It was around then. Because definitely you were part of, to my memory, I mean, my yeah. memory is absolutely fallible. Yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, just going all the way back to like the SST mm-hmm. era, ages, you know, the early SST stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole South Bay, what was that the South Bay? Is yeah, that South is? Bay. You know, kind of scene that we all crawled out of. Yeah. So then you guys met. Are you arty, Tom? Uh, I work in the art world. Do you? I, yeah, I've been doing gallery work, museum work, for, to make money and so I can keep playing music. What do they pay you to do at the gallery? Um, I'm an art handler, which means uh, one thing is installing a show. Another thing is handling the art, whether it's coming in on, in a crate and... Giving it a little massage if it feels it bad. In a good way. Um, you know, depending on the situation, it's, a lot of it is uh, installing sculptural work and having, you know, uh, or, or packing something that has to get shipped or just dealing with an artist's show to put it together right. That's cool. All and you get paid. Stuff. And you get paid, yeah. Jesus. I like to be, uh, I don't make art, so I, I like to be near it, you know. You make art. You make guitar art. Yeah. That's Oral true. Oral art. Oral art. With an A. Oral. <laughs> How did you get into the art world? Um, uh, I way to go, Tiff. Early, early, like uh, <laughs> I guess about. If you ever 19, need a stand, take it away, Tiff. Eighty nine. I was just uh, I got a job at UCLA's art gallery there, and oh, the white gallery. Yeah, white gallery, and um, it was more just sort of light construction stuff, moving stuff around, painting. Where, where'd you grow up, Tom? Manhattan Beach. California. Did you? How'd much. you get? To, how'd you get to know all those dudes in SST and all that? Well, they're in Hermosa Beach, right. so uh, I, you know, we were just playing music, and uh, really the connection happened when, um, uh, you know, we were playing time, like our, another band in Hermosa, Manhattan, was uh, the Descendants, and so we'd play like house parties, and they were playing, and then they got on New Alliance when the Minutemen started, and right. uh, Rob, who was um, uh, actually when. We had this band, Toxic Shock, before Salamanly. We'd play down in San Pedro at these, this place called the Star Theater, and the Minutemen would play, Saccharin Trust would play, and we just kind of started doing gigs with them. Um, and then Rob Holzman, who was my buddy in high school, um, we, we started jamming together, just guitar and drums, and uh, uh, shortly after that, he bumped into Joe Biza, I think, and... Uh, 
he joined Sacrament Trust. Right? Oh, so you know what? Isn't Joe Biza an art handler too? He's an art handler. Because one time I was, um, this relates to you, Chris, I was receiving artworks of yours and that were being shipped back from a show that you were in in Europe. I don't, this was recently. Hopefully you remember. And then the guy came in and he was like, what are these? And I was like, oh, they're um, drawings. And he was like, yeah, but like, why does it say Chris Kirkwood on the box? And I was like, oh, because he made them. And he was like, no shit, can I see them? And then he like, I opened them up because he really wanted to see them. And then he told me that he was in Saccharine Trust. Mm -hmm. And I said, and it was it, Joe? Yeah, it was Joe. And then I said like, oh, Tom is a good friend of me. He's like, I love Tom. Oh, I so, love Joe. Yeah, just so you I know. Love I love Joe. Oh, I love you, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Maybe you should send this to Joe, Phil. <laughs> yeah. we, we might. In we case might. he's Joe feeling bad show. about yeah. himself. Joe on, yeah. on the show. Yeah. Do a loop of... Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know him, but he seemed nice that time oh, we met great. him. Oh, yeah. he's great. He's great. Baisa goes way back, too. That's another no way one of the back, that yes. goes all the way back. I saw a Saccharine Trust play at a, a French restaurant in Echo Park one time. At Tay? Yeah, Tay, you were there. Or Taish? Yeah, Taish. How do you pronounce that? I think it's Tex. Tell I always thought it was Tex. Texer. Yeah. Teich. 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 All right, now what know. about you, Tiff? Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in in the Midwest. In the Midwest. Yeah. That's pretty vague. Kind of the same. In Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Ohio. But I lived in Ohio for a shorter period of time. So How did you Midwest. wind up as a gallery owner in Los Angeles? Uh... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you were doing your work at other galleries, and I worked at one gallery, I guess. And you kind of oh, just two galleries. You kind of just made it happen. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's better. It's better to do it yourself than to do it for because then it's like all the people you want to do it with. And you wanted to do that. You had the desire to do that. Not as a child or anything. No? It's more like something that just ended up happening. It, ended it was up never happening. an. I had so many different ambitions at different periods in life. Right. One time I wanted to be a musician. You are a musician. Well, I never really do that anymore. Oh. I would like to. But. But you wound up a gallery owner. Yeah. Now here's like something I know about owner. you that you've told me, and I'll share this with the, our listening audience, all three of them, mm -mm. that you. Ran away from home. That's true. I love that. Did you run away from home? Fuck no. I, I'm Your mom sounds so cool. Why would you run away from home? <laughs> That's where food was. I like mm, food. Oh, yeah. I didn't care that much about food at the time. I just bought a carton of cigarettes and drove away. See, see that's you know? the thing. I didn't smoke drove away. <laughs> so, I mean, you flat out ran away? Well, yeah. Uh, twice, actually. Uh, to the same place both times. Um, Where'd you go? To Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Well, did you know, by the way, that my co-host on the show, Bill Cody, and the producer of the show, the instigator of the show, the reason that the Chris Kirkwood podcast exists... The, the guy podcast, who's wearing... Can we pause this for official pause. gallery business? Or if you want to hear no, let's how get things the are done. gallery business. Here it yeah. goes, ladies and gentlemen. This is... This is big-time art reality. Hello, Mr. Picasso. <laughs> Certainly, we'd love to have you in the show. Oh, it's a verification system for Google oh. listing. Well, Sorry, I love, that could, I, I love, was hoping to make a deal. I love yeah. Google's for many work. Reasons. It would have been great, yeah. been great to make yeah. a deal, like right here, right now. Yeah, sorry. So, Bill, as, as you know, and, and you, oh, I, I know, know. you already know this, made the film Athens, oh, yeah. Georgia, Inside yeah. Out. Okay. okay. Why were you drawn to Athens? Well, there, when I ran away, it was 1996, so it was a different reason than. Bill was drawn to Athens to begin with, but it probably came from 
Bill, or I was just told, it actually came from the film that Bill made in Athens, that all these great bands were in Athens. Um, it was the kind of like, why wouldn't you run away to a place where there were like a lot of other people like you and great stuff happening all the time? Let me ask you this. When you yeah. run away, first of all, okay, so did you pack a bag? Well, I ran away twice. The first time I ran away, I did pack a bag. And we are not supportive of running away from home. I am. I am too. Come on. Hey, I mean, my, obviously. Come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have a, a place for a runaway. There was a Absolutely. place like that in Athens, actually, at the time, this A-frame, where this guy was just like, any runaway, you can come stay here. Safe in house. fact, yeah, like a safe house for runaways. The second my time. My house wouldn't be that safe, but still. Why? What's in there? What kind of hazards Me? do you have? <laughs> oh. But it's carpeted. Well, parts of it. Yeah, parts you know. of it is carpeted. So there's, yeah. That's good. That's a good, yeah. You can sleep good. on the floor. So how oh, did you get there? I mean, did you Well, hit, the first time I drove with a friend, uh -huh. and the second time uh, the car broke down, so we took a Greyhound bus, and we were just kind of there. So the first time we just slept in a car. And the second time, um, we kind of established residency in Athens. You know, we got jobs. I worked at a pizza place called Pepino's Pizza. Maybe that was there. Uh, I, it was I, big, I do, and I there were there were pool tables inside, and a security, an undercover cop who worked security on the weekends because there were fights sometimes that would break out at the pool tables. And this guy all the time was like, "How old are you?" And I just told everybody I was 18 years old, but I was 16. And he was like, "You're not 18 years old." And it turns out that the whole time I'd been working at Pepino's Pizza, a picture of me was hanging in the police station because my parents filed me as like a missing child. So my picture was all over, like, wow. you know, Walmart. Good stuff. Yeah. So your parents didn't know you're running away. You didn't do it with their permission. Well, I don't think that seems like part of running away, asking for permission. <laughs> That's like okay. going to college or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's like going to college. So you just split like one night or something? Like yeah, just like left after school. But the second time I ran away, it was far more complicated because I had already run away and was put in the juvenile detention center. Wait a second. Okay. Then was out and my parents were like keeping a very tight rein on me. I wasn't in school. They just like took me out of high school. Um... I wasn't really allowed to see people, but I had this job at a packing, like a box packing place over uh -huh. the holidays. And I basically would just like leave to go get drinks for people at the box packing place and come back. And when I would leave to get drinks, I would call my friend on the, on the payphone, and then we just made arrangements. And one day he just picked me up. Like I was like, I'm going to go get sodas for everybody. And then I just never came back. There's some, waiting, still there's some for thirsty drinks. people in Milwaukee right now. <laughs> still like, waiting for those <laughs> drinks. Kind of like Lolita. <laughs> so you were put into a juvenile detention center. The first time I ran away from home. Oh the second God. time I ended up on house arrest. Good God. Oh, so you this both is Ohio. They're very, they take it very seriously. You got brought back both times? Home. The first, both times I kind of came back on my own. The second time... And they still put you in jail? Yeah. Your parents did? Well, your parents can't put you in jail, but I was arrested by a police officer and brought. For running away? It's illegal. It's illegal to run away? Yeah. What a bunch of crap. You got to yeah. scare the kids out of it. Scared so straight. what was... What was... Not if it's in work. What was it's teenage girl jail like? <laughs> oh, this is where you want to get dirty. <laughs> Unfortunately, everybody was in their own cell and had very little communication with one another. Sorry. Maybe you could tell us about your fantasy of teenage girl jail. 
That okay. could be, we could so delve into the imagination. So my fantasy teenage girl jail, there's all these teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pillow fights. So but then, they don't give you pillows at jail. Uh, you, so yeah. you get out of you get no out of comfort. teenage jail, and then and then then you run away again. Toilet paper fight. I don't. <laughs> and then then finally you're old enough to move out without having to go to jail. No, I came. So I came back both times. The first time I was just gone for a few weeks, and the second time I was gone for like five months. Then I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Came back. I kind of, I didn't really, I never actually graduated from high school, but I like took some steps to make it appear like I finished high school. Mm-hmm. And then so I could go to college. And then that's when you ask for permission and ask your parents to help pay for you to move away. And did they? You know, yeah. And they did. And where'd you end up going to college? Well, I graduated from UCLA, uh-huh. but I started at a community college in New Jersey because I couldn't get it. You know, I had no high school diploma. I couldn't really get in anywhere. So what did you graduate from UCLA, like, with? Oh, a degree, as an artist. An art? Yeah. Okay. So that's what, uh, so at some point you decided to You don't to know that, like, Tom? That's impressive. impressive? Yeah. An undergraduate degree in art from UCLA? I'm looking at you in another UCLA. light now. Oh. Wow. So you decided you liked art? Yeah. I can't remember why, though. Because when I then when I got into the art department there, I kind of wanted to run away. That was when I was like, I should just be play music, right? And then didn't really make art. I guess I have like a running away habit. Maybe you're good at it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so in fact, I'll yes. see you guys later. Yeah. Are you hey, on your go get a drink. Your parents now? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you, Tom? Why did I you? I never run ran away. Why did you run away? <sighs> I was born in New York City. I grew up uh, till well, I, till I was about seven and a half, which I recall it being seven and a half. I, that's back when you'd count half years. Um, I don't know. I I grew up in New York. Well, I was born there. I lived there for the first few years. In the city. I didn't Manhattan. know. Um, Is that why they chose Manhattan Beach? No, but it's a funny <laughs> coincidence. I mean, we got a new co-host my, going my, on uh, here, man. A, my father actually well, was an illustrator this is in the New York. The TCB band, Tis, Chris, and Bill, <laughs> taking care of business. <laughs> I was hoping to be able to run away from the gallery business any day now. Come on, come on, baby, yeah. jump in my backpack. I know a couple places in Athens you can stay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry Tom. Oh no, it was just. Um, uh, my father went to Art Center College in the 50s oh. out here in it was on 3rd Street at the time. Art uh, Center College? Yeah. So your parents work? are arty? My father was an illustrator for really 40 years, something oh, like far that. far out. New York. I've never seen your dad's stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's really oh, good. I'd to see it. Uh, he did a lot of like print ad illustration, things for magazines, that, like illustrating a story, so they're, it's more than just uh, drawings, they're right. like little portraits or st- story-like uh, paintings. That, anyway, he was really good at that. And, uh, but he, he, when he was at Art Center, he, uh, he lived in Manhattan Beach, and because it was the cheap area to live, you know, and um, so I, that might have something to do with us returning to that area. I think, as a family. Because your dad was an illustrator, I mean, was it a permissive household that you grew up in? Yeah, well, supportive, I think. Supportive you know, like, of you going 
going in the directions of yeah, being whatever, party? whatever I wanted to do. Oh, whatever you wanted yeah. to do entirely? Yeah. Was, was like your dad a pothead? Was he like a... No, no. But he, I think uh, I remember him having a guitar in New York and, and um, he, you know, he knew a couple little chords and I, I remember as a little, little kid uh, just constantly <laughs> wanting to take it out of his hand, you know, like I just want to do that. And um, so that was part of like my introduction to playing music at that time. Was that you started playing when you were really little? Um, about four or five. Wow. Five, I think, when I first got a guitar. Tom's a hell of a guitar player. I know. <coughs> Tom is the best guitar player I know. I tell everybody that. <coughs> don't um, tell your brother I said that. But I don't know him. You don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. So is Chris. Come on. Me. <laughs> Me. Amazing. Um, so, no, I grew up out here at the beach, South Bay, and was um, a different world then, you know, like probably a lot of places, kind of low-key, suburban life. Um, you know, you never wear shoes. And, uh, hang out on, on the beach? Hang out, yeah. And I wasn't a very good surfer, so I, I ended up playing guitar, you know. So that's another thing kept me in it. It is kind of interesting that the, the punk rock skate movement comes from these like beach communities. <clears throat> yeah. Because well, I mean, Hermosa Beach was um, or was more of like a like the Bohemian area district, whatever. Like a lot of counterculture stuff and bookstore and uh, uh, I don't know if you'd say artists, but a lot of um, oddball community post hippie thing and so yeah there was some music that happened there look great jazz club was down there called the lighthouse it's still there but it's not what it was you know it's, it's the, one of the best places to play around here in the 50s or 60s i guess i guess that's why des moved out here too with his family Oh, his dad was a jazz musician? He was a jazz engineer, recording guy. Who, and we're talking about Des Cadena. Yeah. And his father moved out. Uh, I guess the label wanted him to move out here. And I don't want to quote, don't quote me completely on this, but it was something like uh, he, would, he would move to the West Coast if he could live in Hermosa Beach because that's where the Lighthouse Jazz Club was. And that's how Des ended up in the area. Trippy. Are you are you folks still around? Yep, they are. And they're still together. They're still together. Well, still ticking. They're still supportive. They're still supportive. <laughs> they're still supportive. How about your folks, Tiff? Are they still together? And around, yeah. Well, they're not around here. But they're together and around. They're together, yeah. And around. They live in Colorado. Live in Colorado. Yeah. Are you on good terms with them? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit worried right now that they might be racist, but. They might be racist. I just got a little worried because yesterday I know, you know, there's all this turmoil happening in the world right now, and I've noticed how racist people are behaving, like conservative Republicans, uh -huh. and they're conservative Republicans, so I'm a little bit... Who do you think they're going to vote for in the next election? I have no idea. We kind of agreed not to talk about it because it's too, it's a real source of conflict. Really? Between us. That's so far out. Yeah. You might notice I'm wearing a Bernie Sanders pin. You are wearing a Bernie Sanders pin. Um, there's a bag here, too. And Ber I have Bernie a bag. 2016. Yeah. Did you go and see Bernie? I did go and see no. Bernie. Bernie Sanders is a conservative Republican. 
in some ways. Okay. He's not really at all. <laughs> well, he's, he's pro-gun and... Uh... Oh. Uh-oh. 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 I think we have a Hillary the fan on our hands. The podcast is no, taking a no, turn no. for the I'm political. Green Party, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, is there a ban on... Po- Oh hell, no. okay. oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We can talk politics. Let's, let's peel that scab off. Who are you going to vote for, Chris? Suck at the pus. Huh? <laughs> Who are you going to vote? You don't vote. I'm voting for myself. Oh, a right I have for every election in the la- last 200 years. Um, so so your folks are conservative Republicans for real? like like a Real conservative. They're conservative. And you wound up... Is that why you ran away? I mean, was yes. it a stifling upbringing? Yes. They were trying to, like, filter information. You know. Where did you find out that you, 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 how did you find out that you were different? Well, kind of through music, actually, you know, mm-hmm. like I was, I kind of got into punk and then. In, and you were in Milwaukee? In, oh, in Ohio. Oh, in Ohio. Yeah. yeah that's Milwaukee, right? It's the, yeah, Milwaukee, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, Milwaukee, Ohio. It's, uh, it's the capital of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a, a Milwaukee, Oregon. There is? Uh-huh. I love Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Um, so who do you think, let's see. So you like Bernie Sanders. Okay, let's talk about Bernie politics. Sanders. What okay. about you, Tom? I wish Tom, there were don't better, say the wrong thing. I wish there were some better choices. I'm, do you think politics matters? Does life matter? Does it matter what the fuck goes on? It's similar. I mean, you, if you say, do politics matter and does life matter? It's hard to say. I mean, it, it's nice to be here. It's like, is it nice to be here? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, I think it's great I'm, to be I'm a I'm a fan of of having conversations like this and hanging out with people I like. Okay. So, so that's good. I like food. Uh, food's food. good. Uh, nicely done, yeah. Tom. You brought yeah. me back. <laughs> All righty. This t- this conversation is tur- taking a turn for the good. <laughs> so let's see. Bernie Sanders. I, that, that's, oh, that's, I thought we were going to talk about our favorite foods. Oh, let's yeah. talk about food. I don't really like food that much, actually. Oh, come yeah. on. You I eat mean, a lot I like of broccoli. I love broccoli. She yeah. loves, I loves do. I broccoli. Love broccoli. I'm a broccoli. huge broccoli yeah. fan. Wow. For a year, for years, all I ate was broccoli. Mm-hmm. She kind Remember of, my skin, skin was, was a little greenish. orange? <laughs> yeah. and no, green it, orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like a little green, green orange. Yeah. You know that green orange. If you eat color. a lot of carrots, it'll turn you orange. Yeah, well, yeah. evidently broccoli the same thing because there's a lot broccoli of beta carotene in it. Broccoli turns orange? Yeah. That's a goofball. That's a contradiction. It's like, that's Oompa Loompa. I definitely looked a little weird. From eating broccoli? I ate so much broccoli. Broccoli's good. Wow. How do you like so it? How do you do it? That might have been why you We ate broccoli for lunch here today. That might be why you're not a Republican, because isn't it uh, the, the Bush family doesn't like they broccoli? They hate broccoli. They, they hate, hate broccoli? Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing Ted Cruz probably not a broccoli eater. Yep. Yeah, probably not. Who are these people? Where do they come from? Why ties? <laughs> I don't own a single tie. Tom, you got ties? I have a tie. You have a tie? Is yeah. it a nice one? Have you ever had a tie? I had a tie at one point. Did you go to your high school prom? No. Me neither. (laughs) I didn't go to high school. You know what I did go to, though? I went to an all-boys school. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But there was was an all-girls school that was closely associated with it, you know? Did you go to a high school prom? I did. I did. I was uh, with someone at that time that... I was. I ended up marrying, so it was kind of a, a serious relationship. Yeah. In high school. You've had, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. That was a long time One ago. One relationship for a long, long, time. long time. Oh, no. <clears throat> and then what? Heartbreak? It shattered into oh, heartbreak, a billion right? just tiny shards. You? Yeah. Do you have kids, Tom? 
Not that I know. Soon. Of. I mean, I, I bet you're gonna have kids I, soon, I, Tom. Practice all the time. As much as possible. All the time. So do I. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had hell of a. Oh, See, I've, it's better I've, to leave I've, it to the guys to be pregnant. dirty. Yeah. They love talking about I mean, how much I, they practice having kids. You know, a woman talks about that. You're just like, gosh, you're like, how many kids do you want? The kids or the guys can just practice. You, you gotta know? stay in practice. You gotta yeah. stay on your toes. Girls can't. Yeah. Well, girls would probably never phrase it like I'm practicing having yeah. a baby because people would be like, "Just have the baby." Why are you? Well, you how are how are the guys practicing? What do you what, mm-hmm. do, you, what do you mean by that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I let Tom take that question. Tom, what do you mean? Tom how do you asked, practice asked if, having babies? Tom asked Tom. if what she means by that. Well, there are different levels, you know, there of practice. Yeah, there's sort of uh, uh, levels, as in like the mouth is on top. Yeah, the there, there are the actual potential situations, and then there are other, mm-hmm. you know, less potential, uh, more symbolic. And, and do all you of practice you practice on, like, when you go on tour, do you practice having babies a lot? I think about it a lot. Okay. Think about, like, okay. what it would take. Because I heard that that's when people really, like, dudes like, practice, practice having babies on tour. Sometimes accidentally. Yep. Accidentally you practice? Yeah, you know. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Like the women are like, the, wait, did I just practice? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move this along mm. a little here. So you've been playing recently with the Missing Men with Mike Watt. Mm. You were just in Europe. We were there in the springtime. We got in back in June. Yeah. And you're doing a, uh, it's kind of a rock opera thing. Or we were doing the third opera of Mike's called Hyphenated Man while we were there, which is a I don't know, 70-minute piece of... Well, no, no, I'm sorry, like a 45-minute piece that has 30 parts, you know, little mini-songs, you know, and, like, it's, you know, continu- it's almost continuous, you know, it's like there's no no time to stop and tune or drink some water or, you know, that kind so of thing. So you start and just go and it's the Yeah, thing. you go and that's that. Do and people like it? We wish that they would... So sometimes they do. Yeah, people like it. I mean, they can at least appreciate effort because we try hard. You know. Some, Michael's some, a soldier yeah. of the first order. I mean, that, that you guys do crazy stuff. I've seen the, you guys did like 50, tour, 50 gate dates in like 52 days, right? Yeah. And you yeah. do that? You do that with Michael? That's, that's the way to do it, man. That's, that's the way like, to do it? For us, anyway. It, otherwise, you, a day off is like you lose the ball, you know? You got to stay... You know, in practice and uh, stay in practice. And also, if you're babies. not playing, you're paying, as Mike would say. You know, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not making any money. Where do you guys stay when you're um, practicing having babies? Uh, well, house. we stay with people that we meet along the way. My house, some, sometimes Chris's. <laughs> yeah, we always get a nice breakfast oh. at Chris's. Which you make be- breakfast? Oh, yeah, you bet I do. Oh, it's like a for I an make army. A, a nice, you know? I make a nice broccoli. Yeah, on broccoli, 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 like a broccoli <laughs> smoothie. You're trying to get me to run away to uh, your you house. know I am. <laughs> Is it carpeted? There are sections that parts are parts of it. Yeah, oh. not the parts that you fall over on though when you drank too much. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It has a little backyard area. We can sit and chill out. And so, Tiff, <laughs> what about art? <laughs> what is art? Oh God. Well, I I guess you can tell me that you're an artist. Yes, but I'm asking you. Well, I don't like to think that there's anything that can't be art that you want to call art. Exactly. Okay. I always tell everybody you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Groovy. 
Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's like the motto of the gallery. Oh, here. totally. You do whatever you want to do. And that's art. Yeah. But are you going to just put it up if it's... Do you have art that you like more than others? Do you have like a oh, taste yeah. of art? I actually kind of don't like a lot of art, to be perfectly honest with you. Do you like old art? Do you like the, the sure. classics? And... Oh, I don't think about that that often. But, um, I, you know, I like... Sure, I like old art. I like... I work with a, a dead artist. That's kind of old. It's not that old. Who's the dead artist? His name is Albert Mertz. He made all this he, red and blue stuff. He's so cute. Nice. pain in the ass to work with. <laughs> he's yeah. hard to get on the phone. Oh, God. I actually, Never I actually talked to phone. somebody who uh, uh, they, they represent uh, like dead celebrities, and they were like, we, we like them so much better. Yeah. Like they don't they're have They're so less. easy to deal yeah. with. Oh, yeah. At the CAA agency? No, it was like, th- th- it's actually just that their agency just. All they represent is uh, estates of people. Hmm. So, anyway, that that put it. Anyway, um, so so do, do you make does the do you make a living like like does the gallery sometimes does the gallery make money at all? I mean, sometimes it does. Does it? I mean, sometimes it doesn't. You know, you know it's a really because like one one of the things I learned like uh, or, or you know some I heard I remember it had something to do with like like uh, uh, planting crops right somewhere in there suddenly we developed leisure time which enabled us to make art right and that do oh, like keenan was just talking about this earlier today leisure Keenan's time his brother wait a minute let's talk to keenan for a second yeah, yeah. keenan knows keenan all about this because actually this is kind of like a popular topic in contemporary art discourse leisure time okay Don't we're, get, we're gonna get a three time? give keenan the mic okay. there okay. keenan <laughs> introduce yourself hi i'm keenan Keenan, I work here you? at the gallery. You work here at the gallery? Uh-huh. All right. And uh, where are you from? I'm from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Uh-huh. You living down here in Los Angeles now? Yeah, just in the past eight months or so. so How old are you? Fresh here. I'm 24. You like it down here? Yeah, I love it. You grew up in Portland? Uh-huh. You like it up there? Yeah. You moved down here to? Uh, to be, I guess, a part of the art world here. You and like the arts? Yeah. I, I studied art. I studied painting. You studied painting? Mm-hmm. What kind of painting? Uh, well, I went to a school in Rhode Island, and the painting program there was sort of like a general fine arts thing. So, yeah, I went to RISD. What was it? You went to the Rhode Island School of Design, where uh, Moby and uh, Shepard Ferry and... Is Moby an artist, too? He used to be, I think. Did the Talking Heads go to RISD? Or I heard to? Moby really yeah. likes practicing having babies. So, so Keenan, Keenan. Do you think, okay, so what got you into art? How'd you um, grow up? Are your folks still around? Did you grow up with your folks? Yeah. Did you run away? I didn't run away, no. Okay. I, had a, uh, I had a pretty normal and uh, boring upbringing, I guess. But uh, my dad and my parents are both creatives, and so I was kind of raised in that They're culture. creatives? Yeah. Is that, where, where's creatives? Is that... Well, they worked in advertising. My dad worked in advertising, yeah. And then my okay. mom makes soap now. So and that she, kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. so you were led into kind of like an appreciation of the art, artistic side of things? Yeah, from an early age. You know, um, mm-hmm. to the degree that you actually went to school for it. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a nebulous world. I mean, there, you know what I mean? It's not like... Sure. It, it certainly isn't like, you know, uh, you learn how to do something that, you know, like makes money, obviously, right? It's not yeah. like an easy career. You know, there's like a... You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, it's a little bit vague. So it's kind of jumping off the, uh, the deep end in a way. So do you make art yourself? 
Yeah. Um, well, I graduated from school in 2014, so I'm like still oh God. trying to figure it out at this point. But being here at the gallery and working with Tiff has been really great, and uh, I've learned a lot. Who are some of your favorites? About Bernie Sanders. About Bernie Sanders, but also Lord. about art. And, and about the art world. Yeah. Like, who do you like? I mean, what, what turned you on as a kid, let's say? As a kid, well, when I was, like, growing up, I was really into street art stuff. And that was, like, really hot at the time, like, graffiti-inspired mm -hmm. stuff. And then once I went to art school, I kind of uh, changed. That changed my taste a little bit. What's the um, art school curriculum like? Do they, do they turn you on to, like, the just the history of art and that kind of a thing? I mean... Yeah, I got exposed to a lot of things that I wouldn't have otherwise, you know? So art history, especially contemporary art history, like art history in the past 50 years or right. 60 years. Um, yeah. And then also just a lot of making stuff. Right. Because there's a place there that, that trips me out about art, like, like, uh, like the front edge of art or something like... Uh, like the, the, the ongoing continuation, like uh, the conversation uh, that art is or something, you know, like mm -hmm. this idea that that's being pushed forward, right? Mm -hmm. So suddenly, and you know, something will happen, somebody will start doing something, and then there'll be a new style of art that's suddenly being made, and like sure. cubism or something suddenly happens, you know, or, or uh, you know, whatever, and, and any of these mm -hmm. different movements that happen, you know, where, where ideas have advanced at this particular point you know, and it's a continuum, you know, it's kind of, big, uh -huh. you know, this leads to this, and this leads to this, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and people are aware of it, and it's something that's be studied in a way, you know, and, and it's yeah. beyond me in a, in a lot of ways, you know. Well, what inspires you to make art, if I may ask? Uh, the uh, broccoli and uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Good, Good answer. Good you answer, know, Chris. I mean, I, I think, you know. Those are the only two things we talk about in this gallery. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, I like it. I like doing it. You know, yeah. that's what inspires me to do it. I like, you know, because I don't think I necessarily make art. That's one of the things that's interesting to me about actual, like, gallery art, right? Mm -hmm. And art as something that you could actually go to school and study, right? Yeah. Because I don't do that. I don't think that I'm not looking to, I, I don't think I'm necessarily involved you know, with art per se, you know, the, as like something that can be studied like that. Sure. You know, uh, I do it as a pastime. Yeah. You know, and I, I like the way that the, uh, the, uh, like a pen or a pencil feels in my hand, you uh -huh. know, um, in the same way that I like the way that a guitar feels, you know, I like, I like the, the manual part of it. I like the, mm -hmm. like my fingers move around on the strings. I like that. And I like the pen uh -huh. scratching along on the paper, you yeah. know, but I'm also, you know, I don't, engage myself to the degree that you know I'm, I'm like trying to you know uh push back the boundaries or you know sure. redefine the you know the uh what yeah. it means to, to do art you know what i mean so it's interesting to to me to find out like what what the hell are they teaching in, in yeah. art school you know but i mean i love the i love I love the, the, the lives lived behind it. That's yeah. one of the things that I really like. Mm -hmm. You know, I like people that, that, that need to, to do that, you uh -huh. know? So I, I uh, find myself drawn to people like Michelangelo, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just these, just people that had to do this certain thing. Mm -hmm. And I get a kick out of that. Yeah. You know, but I don't think I'm smart enough in a lot of ways to be able to get to that, like, you know, to like, you know, we're making art now. We're breaking these boundaries. You know, I mean, yeah, I read about well. things. Uh, the other day, 
you know what I like to do? I, I really like to do jumbles. You know, I, you know, one of the things my brain likes is like, I uh-huh. like to have people take a word and mix up the letters, and then I like to try to unscramble it. Uh-huh. And Bill, my co-host and producer, uh-huh. his girlfriend is Amy Bassone, uh-huh. right? Bassoni. Bassoni, and she's a a, a modern artist. She makes great art. And she and she's an artist, artist, right? Do you know so, her personally, Tom? Yeah. You know, so. and 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 she she gave me and she's found out that I like to do these these jumbles, right? So she's so sweet. She sent me a birthday card the other day. I had a birth, birthday. Oh my recently. gosh! Happy birthday, Chris! Oh, I'm geez. so sorry Happy that we that. <laughs> I didn't oh. see it on Facebook. And uh, you know, thank you. And she sent me a couple of of jumbles in there, right? Words scrambled up, and one of them I managed to get, and it was structuralism, right? And I, I thought that was the word, right? I looked at all the letters, and I was pretty sure that that was it. And so then I asked my little smartphone, "What is structuralism?" I'm going to do it right now. This will be a good part of the thing. And the you know, fucking, this is a good way to talk about contemporary art. Oh, this is some what fucking is tripped out shit. Oh, check it out. Here's the a perfect starting. Let place. me ask my smartphone, and this is magical shit. Talk about art. I mean, these these fucking phones are insane. What is the definition of structuralism? Structuralism means a method of interpretation and analysis of aspects of human cognition, behavior, culture, and experience that focuses on relationships of contrast between elements in a conceptual system that reflect patterns underlying a superficial diversity. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. If you say so. Whatever. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not involved at that level of art school, you know? Wait, wait, wait till you get to post-structuralism, Chris. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I'm folding up. I'm folding up. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a good question about art because there is, and you came to Los Angeles, which is now suddenly gone from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, having an art... Uh, you know, there, there was a, 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 a people doing art here. There was Mike Kelly... There's actually a bunch of people who played music years ago with, with uh, Chris, but he doesn't remember them. Um, but, um, you know, um, uh, Paul McCarthy, who plays in bands, but also is a very famous artist. That was kind of L.A.'s art scene, kind of connected with punk rock. Yeah, Pettibone. S- Pettibone, yeah. And, Jim and Shaw. Suddenly, this is one of the... It's, it's rivaling New York now. People are moving here. Uh, very big artists are coming out of here. There's uh, uh, some of the biggest galleries are moving here. And you're moving here, you know? You're, you're not staying in Portland, you know? And I think, how does, how does that work where, like, people are making art? And that's a big part of it is people have to make art, and I do think that is. But then there's this business of art. And uh, I've always heard great things about, you know, Tiff's gallery. But you're an up-and-coming gallerist. And, and where does all of this... It, it's kind of like, where does it go from Chris needing to make art to this Hauser & Worth building it? Yeah, but I think like that's the thing, like for me as a gallerist, I think is really important to preserve is just the need to make art and not this like need to exaggerate the importance of it for the sake of like money. 
because the problem with art right now is that there's like just too much money in it. It's the reason why LA has become what it's become because everybody's chasing money. I, I wish but, I had that problem. Uh, well, you maybe have come to the right place. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but you should probably show your art to a different art dealer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I mean you've seen it really closely because you've worked in galleries for a long time. That like it's just kind of seems to be exploding right now in this way that's maybe not altogether that interesting. The art world is strange. It's really strange. Yeah. You know, you see stuff that's like sells for a buttload of money, you know. And um, but that's that side of it though. I think that's one of the interesting things about like punk rock, you know. That was so cool. It afforded, punk rock afforded somebody like me, right? Because uh, I never had a fucking, an ass hairs of an aspiration to be like a rock star, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. But I found playing music to be really interesting, you know? I really liked it on a personal level. And I found that playing in a band, you know, was real satisfying and interesting. But like, you know, doing it professionally was never like my dream and the whole side of it that was like, you know, you make it, you know, you get a deal and all of the, the kind of stuff that, you know, was especially back in the 70s, you know, where, you know, you like dressed up real fancy and you like had colored lights and, you know, people screaming at you and shit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like the actual process of doing it. And the punk rock kind of afforded me the ability to do that in a way, you know. And then... Because uh, you could do whatever you wanted. Because I could do it with like fucking, you know, yeah, completely and entirely. You know, and I think you can do that in, 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 under any circumstances, but then maybe, you know, the heft is given to it. There's like, if people give a crap, I mean, if you, you record yourself fucking, you know, farting and, mm -hmm. you know, people like it enough or whatever, you know, then that's the odd thing about art. I mean, what the fuck constitutes art in a way that's, that, that, that's worthwhile, you know, and, and why does it cost so much money? I mean, you see some of the stuff that gets, that, that costs a buttload of money and you're like, really that? I mean, you know. I, I don't mm -hmm. quite understand it, but that's just the money side of things. You know, there, I have to bring this up. I love this, this this book. I found this book a while ago. I found it in Oxford, Mississippi. It was the first time we'd ever played Mississippi. After You know, Kurt and I have played for fucking ever, right? Yeah. And all over the place. And uh, we never played Mississippi. So a few years back, we were playing in Oxford, our first gig there. And there was a little bookstore across the street that was open, and, and they were they had coffee. I wanted a, a yeah. cup of pipe and hot Joe, yeah. you know? And I, I went over and got some coffee and then perused the stacks and this one book jumped out at me because it was about Michelangelo, right? Who I'm a sucker for, you know? Because as a kid, I went to Europe with the Jesuits, you know? Because I went to, you know, a, a Jesuit high school, right? And I, I took their tour of the humanities in the summer and, and spent time in, in uh, Italy. I spent time in Florence and I was reading uh, Irving Stone's The Agony and the Ecstasy. It was so badass. I would read this this little bit about like Michelangelo's childhood, you know, or his you know youth and his time. And then I would go. They're talking about like the Uffizi Gallery or this right. or that. And I'd go there, you know, the Medici's house yeah. and all this kind of crap. And I'd be like read that and then go there. I was a cool little kid, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, and let's see what the oh so so the, this book jumps out at me uh, out of the sacks at that book in, at, at that store in Oxford, and it was about. Um, these two guys, they were Jewish art scholars, right? And the premise of the book was that Michelangelo had, because of his Neoplatonic, Neoplatonic upbringing at the hand of the Medicis, you know, hidden in the Sistine Chapel, all this Kabbalistic, uh, like, 
you know, imagery, right? Like hidden stuff that was essentially a fuck you to the Pope that made him paint that thing, right? Because he didn't like to do those kind of things. He liked to do sculpture, but they made him paint that. So as a payback, he, he hid in there, according to these guys, all these little things, like this certain Sybil had her legs crossed in a particular way that meant, you know, there was like this certain letter of the, you know, Hebraic letter or whatever that meant fuck you to the Pope, ultimately, right? And, and it was just trippy and weird, you know, like... Is there a um, Hebrew letter that means fuck you? Yeah, fuck you to the Pope, definitely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One letter. Very one letter. I very never learned that language. one. Fuck but you I, to the Pope. I wish, I wish that I knew it. <laughs> I would become a graffiti artist. You know, so a Jewish and, uh, graffiti artist. You could just go check out the Sistine Chapel. You'll see it. It's it's real clear. Once you know that, you look at it, and it's it's obvious as hell. I've never been there before. Have you? No, I have not. I've been I to Uffizi, but I haven't been to the chapel. I have. Ta-da! I went there as a kid at that that time. So I, I was just bitching. The book was about that book. That that was neat because it was about like I mean it was trippy to have like smart guys come up you know like talk about shit that were on like you know oh it's real pretty you know but they'd see these things and do it you know and is it really that or not and they make a convincing point point. Uh, and then just the idea of like what it takes to get art done you know. So we're talking about like art galleries, right? Where you sell stuff, you know, art gets sold and that allows the artist to continue to be able to create his work, you know, by making some money off the, off of it, you know? And, and we've been at that for a long time. I mean, for a long fucking time, you know? And, and uh, you know, and that was about, you know, even somebody of that guy's stature, you know, what it took to, to get his work done and how he was disgruntled at having to do that. And so he snuck the stuff in there and whether or not he did or not, you know, I mean. Do you guys ever sneak stuff into your songs? I get naked on stage occasionally. And that's that's repulsive. And that's definitely a fuck you to the Pope. <laughs> well. Is your family Catholic, Tom? Uh, Episcopalian. Oh. Episcopalian? It's almost Catholic. It's almost Catholic. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like the really open-minded one. Mm, no, Episcopalian's like, like the Anglican Church. It's the English thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like um, you can get a divorce. Words, you can get a divorce because Henry VIII wanted to have one. So. But it's all the rest is the pageantry and such. The, the, yeah, it's almost exactly. The, the Lutheran Church, I grew up in a Lutheran Church, it's identical to the Catholic Church as well, mm. just with, you can I take... No, I never really figured it out, but uh, I did like to go and sing as a little See, kid. that's the best part. Like, I, know, I grew up... But I, you went to church as a kid? Once in a while. Not I, I, regularly, I, but... My parents, and I think simply to get us out of the house, sent us to church Well, every I, I'm one of three boys, so, like, I know that, that as, as a family, they wanted to... Yeah, there was know, kind of a thing to do, yeah. Once, a, once in a while. Toss you to the... You know, we'd sang out loud and, you know, just... See, I'm, I'm, I'm not religious, but every once in a while, over the years, I'll go to a Catholic or Lutheran church just to sing the songs. Yeah. Well, what about you, Tiff? Huh? Oh, well, I actually became Jewish as an adult. You became Jewish as an adult? Yeah. Is that hard to Is do? Is that legal? Uh, yeah. The rabbis told me it was okay. I sp- yeah, it was a little bit hard to do. Yeah. I think you were at my conversion party. I was at one of those. What did, yeah. you, come, what did you become Actually, Jewish? Actually, uh, Tom and I had a Passover together one time. Mm-hmm. Remember, just with a few people in my apartment? Uh-huh. That was like right after I became Jewish. So I was, yeah. still, I was too embarrassed to like lead Passover in front of a bunch of people. Mm. But there were five of us. And then um, you were the song leader. And uh-huh. one of the songs that we sang was Up on the Sun. Oh, yeah. I think we You did. just started yeah. playing it on guitar. Very Jewish And then we also, it was a really Jewish song. All the symbolic. You might be Jewish uh, too, Chris. We, you know what? 
Uh, funnily enough, uh, I think Elmo, you know, Kurt's kid, mm. my my brother's son, uh, had uh, like a, a DNA test done on himself. You know, yeah. how you can do that for your oh, dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just take a little swab. Now yeah. you can do it for yourself. Yeah. And there's like a percentage of it that comes up. I don't know. I mean, I thought you know Judaism was a fucking religion, but apparently there's you know enough of it that's it's been around long enough so that some of it came back. Nationality. Like, you know, and I know that back a few generations back, there's the Simons in our family. There's, yeah. So there's a there's a touch of the of the of the Hebraic in us. Uh, you know, Paul Simon. You know, Paul Simon. Neil totally. Simon. <laughs> Neil Simon. Yeah. Chris Chris Kirkwood Simon. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, why, where did you become Jewish from? What did you abandon to become Jewish? Oh well, my parents are um, born again Christians. Oh, far out! Yeah. I I'm starting to really dig your parents. Yeah, okay, maybe they could be the next guests on your show. Fucking they, a. We can talk about. Uh, they live outside. Of so they're Colorado born again Springs, Christians, Colorado. Oh goddamn! If you right ever right. happen to be nearby Colorado Springs, Colorado, I'm, I'm up there frequently. So they're born again Christians, and they're right. They're conserv- They're hardcore. I think they go hand in hand. Those two. Those two things. Born do. again yeah. Christians yeah. and right wing. So why did you become Jewish? Yeah. How did you? Why did you become Jewish? Well. Because I always wanted to be Jewish. Oh, far I out. liked celebrating the holidays. I had a bunch of Jewish boyfriends. Uh-huh. Not a bunch, but like all my boyfriends were Jewish until I became Jewish. And then I got this like first non-Jewish boyfriend and wow. got pregnant. <laughs> he, he, we practiced having a baby and it worked. <laughs> Ta-da! Wow! Well, there you go. <laughs> See that? It Lo takes two to tango. I knew there was. I knew there was. <laughs> no, we've been doing it wrong, Bill. We've been doing it wrong. The, the solos. You guys have. I can't believe practicing. you failed at your practice. All <laughs> yeah. this, Bill. You don't have any kids either. I don't have any kids. I haven't. Keep practicing. Anyway. Yeah. I, it's so. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. I want to get into that story. Oh. But uh, so the father and your kid. Is not yeah, Jewish. He's not Jewish. Are you going to raise the baby Jewish? Yeah. His name is, he got a Hebrew name, Shlomo. Shlomo is a beautiful it's name. It's a beautiful name. And uh, he was circumcised by a rabbi. I got circumcised, you know, so. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. You, so are we going to have the circumcision conversation we, we, now? We're from that generation. It's I think we're all circumcised. and five dudes. Yeah. Who's got it? What do you got? Keenan, what are you saying? Keenan's no, probably from the uncircumcised generation. Really? Yeah, they don't always. You packing the foreskin, yeah. brother? <laughs> He's not saying. He didn't even He's know. Not saying. Also, that could. Yeah, be. no, I, I just showed up with a helmet, and that's yeah. like. I don't know. Actually, I, I've heard of people who get circumcised as teenagers. Let's bring Nate into this conversation. <laughs> How old Look are you, Nate, Nate? Over here, Nate's been getting out of this all the way. Thirty-three. Nate is our oh, sound guy I'm on 34. this. Nate has been kind enough to come down and do sound for this. Nate, how are you doing, brother? How did you wind up in Los Angeles? You grew up here? I grew up in Northern California. I followed my wife down here. You followed your wife? Is she circumcised? Just kidding, because <laughs> that would be awful. I, I think they recently banned the, the female mutilation thing. In well, some, some, some places, yes. Some places it, there's still people working on it. I think it's frowned upon in this country, thank <laughs> goodness. Uh, do you have kids? No, I do not. Maybe someday. Sorry? We're, we're 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 practicing. practicing. We're practicing. <laughs> what are your what are what are your views on broccoli? I'm a fan. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I'd, I'd say I'm also a fan. Let's talk politics. Let's just talk about voting for Bernie Sanders. Voting for you, in the primaries. Do you think Bernie Sanders would be a good president? Absolutely. He's the only president. Do you think that will make matter? any effort to? Do you think end countries are real? Do you think countries are real? Are they really real? Do I think real? countries are real? Yeah. You know, I don't know what is real and what isn't. 
I don't think it matters. We have to have a president. They're not going to let us not have a president. Okay. So we have to pick one. Okay. And you think Bernie would be a good one? Either Bernie or Donald. Or who? Donald, I love oh, that. Yeah. One or the I'd other. Love to see, I'd love to see the Donald <laughs> as president because it would just get so wacky. And yeah, it would... Uh, I actually worked with the Donald on... Uh, you did? Yes. Uh, did he not, like let up on, uh, you know... Picking on the United States if we had Donald Trump as a president because they'd think, you know, we're insane or, you know, stay away from them. Well, I, see, see what would be interesting. People. I wonder if the Donald became president, if he would have the same rules he had on The Apprentice, which is that unless you're a producer, you're not to look him in the eye. Yeah, yeah, it would be very no funny contact. to see a bunch of people in the White you House. You worked like, on The Apprentice show? Uh, yes, the last year of The Regular Apprentice, I worked out here. On a camera crew. Oh, not in New York. Not in New York. It was here. And uh, it was always here? No, just one year. They were trying to mix it up. It didn't didn't work. It's uh, that's because people in LA don't. You're not supposed to look. He's one of those guys. You're not supposed to look at the Donald. Yeah. Not supposed to talk to the Donald. Yeah. Not supposed to blow in his hair. Like the first rule of you know. What's up with that guy's hair? I, I, it's pretty magical. Actually, uh, my son, who's like 10 months old, kind of has Donald Trump hair. A little Sweet. Bit, a little bit messy out. in the back, blonde. Maybe that's what, it's, maybe it's 10 it's catching on, you know, with months. youngsters. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen the uh, Donald Trump uh, pinatas? No. Go over to Highland Park. All the jumper stores have. The the jumper stores all have Donald Trump. They can raise some. Oh, Uh, makes sense. mm -hmm. Yeah, down York. Yep, on York. Well, I was thinking, do the people in Highland Park really hate Donald Trump? (laughs) I think most Latinos hate Donald Trump. (laughs) And who do you think the Latino population is going to vote for? Hillary? I don't think they're going to come out that strong for anybody. Keenan? What's your background? Ethnic? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Just uh, your extraction. Uh, Chinese. Chinese? Yeah. Chinese. Chinese? Are you, are you uh, full, like, both your parents? Yes. Are they, are, like, have they been here? Were they first generation? Are you first generation? Have they been here a long time, or their family? Um, they were both, my dad was born in Columbus, Ohio, and my mom was born in New York, in Queens. And they're... Grandparents? How long ago? How far back did they go? Uh, uh, my grandparents. Yeah, so their parents came over. Because yeah, the same thing. Not, not my grandparents. My grandfather's parents came over. Swedish, Swedish. So, so you grew up in a Chinese household. Now, talk about broccoli. I think the Chinese. Yeah, people, I think the Chinese handle. do some lovely things with broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> like you like the Chinese broccoli? Oh, well, I like broccoli in general, but oh. I mean, I you know. Yeah, the Chinese broccoli is really good. Because I used to live in Chinatown in Los Angeles, but I would always order. I'd always go in and be like, "Can I have an order of broccoli?" But I had to specify the American broccoli, and oh. I thought it felt so stupid saying American broccoli. Like American cheese or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Or like Americano. Sometimes you I know feel what, embarrassed you know when they you're call that? in Europe they call and you're like, I'll have an Americano. They, they call it freedom broccoli. <laughs> freedom broccoli. <laughs> they call it freedom broccoli. Except for it it's doesn't seem like we need to call anything freedom, freedom again. again. Not at the present moment. No, no, no absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> So I think we're getting close to the end. And we're, yeah. It's all uh, coming full circle. It's all coming full circle. To, with freedom broccoli. to freedom. Yeah. freedom. But, what, about, uh, what about your family, Tom? 
what, what you ethnicity use or what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, if you were to see my folks, I don't know if you'd guess they were my folks. Well, maybe. My father is a very dark-skinned man, small uh, stature, not that I know of. Um, and my mom's a, a fair, fair-skinned woman with red hair, or at least it was red. Now it's kind of an orange color. And um, and they're and they're still together of, and still they're alive. an odd couple. Yeah, they're That's very sweet. much there. Yeah, they've got each other. So I'm from yep. a horribly broken home. I yeah. was abused as a child. Well, maybe it's why you draw. That's the end. I don't know. I'd like to draw. I'd like to draw. That or cry. Leave me alone. <laughs> so <laughs> it's either that or cry. So, so what, let's see. Where'd Jeannie go? Nate, what do you think about art? I love art. Yeah, yeah. Nate's, a, Nate's an artist. Who are your favorite? Some of your favorite artists? Oh, it, it depends. It depends. On what? Uh, what time period we're looking at? Yeah. I like Michelangelo. I like Dolly. Like Dolly. Sure. What Dolly's about Magritte? Great. Yes. Magritte. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what about? Keep coming. Um. Um, uh, I like Durr. Durr. I do pen and ink, so I like etching stuff. Where'd you grow up? Northern California. What about Chris Kirkwood? Sure. Have you seen his art before? Yeah, it's really good. He has a website. What's what's the art website called? I don't think I've heard of it. The Chris Kirkwood website. (laughs) What don't you do, Chris Kirkwood? Yeah, what what don't you do, Chris? Cook. Yeah. No, he cooks. He actually, he cooks. actually, Chris is actually a really good cook. Oh, That's probably him a broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's like um, very mechanical. But man so you let's 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 uh, mechanical man. So wrapping up here, um, your upcoming show is. Oh, uh, the upcoming show in this show just opened right with an, by an artist called Ulrich Wolf. Who's right. from Berlin? Some call him Uli. Some, yeah, I call him Uli. It's like an easier thing to say. Yeah, whatever. But the upcoming show is of an artist from New York called Thomas Kovacevic. Okay. A less easy thing to say. Less easy thing to say. It's a good name. Keenan and Tom. Do you have any favorites art wise? Favorite artist? Yeah. Um, whenever people ask me that question, I tend to say Felix Gonzalez Torres. I don't know. Well, that's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Light bulbs, Light bulbs candy, clocks, paper, clocks, paper. Yeah, it's a conceptual artist, yeah. but very poetic, very beautiful work. Dead. Also dead. Also dead. Sadly. AIDS? Mm-hmm. AIDS got a few of them. Freddie Mercury. Charlie Sheen. Mm. Charlie Sheen just died announced. of AIDS. No. <laughs> no. But he, he just did announce. Um, what did he announce? I'm just trying to be PSH, honest. HIV. Bill, you gave oh, me a does? bad look. Like I shouldn't have said. No. Oh no, it's okay. Further you let the cat the out of the bag. Charlie you know. Sheen oh, no, Charlie Sheen's uh, just announced on uh, Good Morning America or CNN There's or something. a bunch of people we Keith know. Herring? Of Keith Herring. Keith Herring. Keith Herring. What's that other guy's name? The um, Klaus Nomi. Oh, Klaus Nomi died of AIDS. That's right. Dang. And then the other guy, the uh, the other dude up in New York, that guy, black guy with kind of. Frizzy hair. What was his name? That one guy. The artist? Yeah. Basquiat? Oh, Basquiat. Yeah, Basquiat. But I don't think he, he died, died of a uh, heroin overdose. Oh, shit. same thing. That's like AIDS. That's like AIDS. That's not even Which came it's first? The, it's it was the, the chicken or the heroin? It's a less painful way. It's only with two girls in his life. It's a ghost version. 
Yeah. Uh, and you're doing a benefit uh, on Saturday. Weekend. You yeah, are? With Mike Watt Where? and the Missing Men at a club oh, called Cafe This is very Nella. important. Is What's this show going to air before then? Mm. Oh. It's for the help help Des Kadena with his his medical issues that have arisen from his health problem dilemma. And the show's not going to air before the benefit. But is there any way? Yeah, yeah. you can uh, contact Con- Cafe Nila. Yeah, uh, on their N-E-L-A. website. N e l a Cafe Nila, and uh, you can get in touch with Dave Travis. I know he yeah. knows where to. If you want to donate money, and I'm sure on Facebook there's a, a yeah, I a think there's on Facebook. Des, Des Cadena is, is a Des was the singer in Black Flag, the guitar player in Black some Flag. Some of the some of the cool stuff was, too. Uh, the, Clock uh, locked in. Yeah, he's been playing with Misfits, playing, playing with the Misfits, misfits for, for a time, number of years. Yeah. A dear close pal, and he's recently come upon some pretty bad uh, medical uh, issues. A drag, and uh, it's an ass kicker for all of us that love him. Got a lot of good friends, and definitely if anybody wants to reach out and help that, I mean that's you know. That'd be a worthwhile thing to do. You yes, know? sir. So it's worthwhile use of, the, of, our, of our talk show to help out our, our loved ones. Yeah. Des. Ew. Hang in there, Des. Des Love you, brother. Yeah. Seen, uh, you'll be able to see Tom on the road with Mike Watt in the near future, most likely? Well, I hope so. Yeah. We, we play around. And hope we uh, play together sometime soon, Chris. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe we can play again oh, yeah, sometime. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. You're always welcome at my house, Tom. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know that. Wish I could say the same thing. No, you all are too. Any old time. Come over to. Yeah. Uh, go, let's all just go let's there sometime. Go. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, go to good the broccoli ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Bust on down. All right. And Is that a good a, show? That's a wrap. <laughs>